Let's open our Bibles, John chapter 14. We're, we're starting in John chapter 14 today. And uh, I, I'm excited today too. We're just going to do verse 1, but I'm excited that we're going to have communion today. We haven't had communion uh, for almost six months, which is horrible. So we've got, we've got that lined up. We've got the little um, self-contained units you know, with the cracker and everything. Sorry, Denise, you're going to have to... Maybe you got something downstairs. You can grab one. If you need the gluten-free, we'll we'll get that for you. So, uh, last time we talked about, uh, you know, apart from Jesus, what can we do? And the answer is nothing. Jesus said, I am the vine... You are the branches, and if you remain in me or abide in me and I in you, you will bear much fruit. Apart from me, you can do how much? Nothing. nothing. You can do nothing. That's what he said. And so this, this idea, this lesson, I think we need to learn that, that we, to have self-confidence, confidence that of, of what I can do, we can talk big and all that. Uh, we get, you know, our pride can get the best of us and trust in our own strength, but we, re- we really need to trust in His strength and abide in Him. And He says, I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. So, so uh, we're going to move on today and we're going to look at, like I said, verse 1, we're going to talk about troubled hearts. Troubled hearts. And, and I think this is such... An applicable uh, subject for every single one of us at one time or another, or maybe even right now. But we live in a very troubling world. Uh, you know, I was going to say watch the news, but but then I thought better of it and said don't watch the news because you you just have to watch the news for about five or ten minutes, and you you see how troubling this world is that we're in today. The situations of things that are happening, you know, it's enough to stir us up and, and get us all worked up. But, but God says, in the middle of all of it, God says to believe in me and to trust in me. That's what God says to you and me. And, and I think that, that is probably the, the biggest lesson of the scripture, other than coming to faith, uh, is that God wants us to believe and trust Believe and trust. Now, the, the setting is this. The disciples had just, they're up in the upper room, the upper room discourse there, this special time. Judas has already gone. But they, they've got troubling news. The, you know, Jesus was there and it was very special and everything, but Jesus was saying some things that, was, that were getting them troubled. What did he say? He, you know, he, he told them that you know, one of them would betray him. That's not a, a pleasant thing to hear. You know, he, he pointed out that Peter would deny him, not once, not twice, but three times. And then he, and then he told them, which really kind of, I think, got to them. He says, you know, I'm going to leave you. I'm leaving. And where I'm going, you can't come. And we talked about that last week. Where I'm going, you can't come now. You will come later, he said. But, but he says, where I'm going, you can't come. You can't come with me right now. And so that's all very troubling stuff. And so this is kind of what's going on. These things are going through their minds. And I think Jesus could just look at them 
and see that something's bought, you know, they're troubled, they're upset. Isn't it true when you know someone well, if you look at them, you can usually tell whether they're okay or not. Is that true? Do I look okay? <laughs> I'm okay right now. But sometimes you can just look, someone you live with, someone you're close to, you can look at them and say, what's, what's bugging you? What's the matter? And, and I think Jesus had that sensitivity too. And, 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 you know, he's looking at them. He's spending this time with the, the 11 here now. And what does he say to them? Uh, John chapter 14, verse 1, he says this, Do not let your hearts be troubled. Trust in God. Trust also in me. Trust in God, trust also in me. So he says, don't let your hearts be troubled. This word troubled, it, it literally means to be agitated, to be stirred up. By its, the, the definition is by the movements of its parts to and fro. Like your insides and, and the heart in, in the scripture really means the center of our being. It doesn't technically mean just that organ within our bodies, though that's kind of in that area. And, and the word actually for heart in the Greek is cardia, which is where we get our word for cardiac and, and what we call the organ. But, but really when they say that, he's talking about our very insides, the very heart of who we are. And, it, and, and we can get so stirred up and so messed up, shaken up. That's what he's talking about. He could see that that's what was going on. In them. I like this proverb, and, and uh, it says this above all else, guard your heart, for it is the wellspring of life. Above all else, guard your heart, because out of it are the issues of life, one translation. So we need to be paying attention to what's going on inside of us and guard what's going on there. And so Jesus is now dealing with what's going on in there, and he's giving them a prescription, more or less, of what do, you, what do you need to do? What do you need to do? Now, Jesus, you know, we've already seen it actually three times in chapters 11, 12, and 13, where, where Jesus, it says that he was troubled within himself in his spirit. He, he was troubled, the same exact word was used. He, he faced it at Lazarus' death. He faced it when he was considering the cross. And then we, we saw it in chapter 13. He faced it again at Judas' betrayal. Talking about Judas, he says he was troubled. Jesus, again, he understands what it, what it feels like, what it's all about. So he can, with authority, tell us and speak to this issue. Right? Make sense? Because he knows. He knows. He's, he's aware. He knows what it feels like. He was in a, an actual flesh and blood body like you and, are. He was, you and I are. He wasn't just a spirit being. He actually took on flesh. The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, it says. So looking at the, the language here, he says, do not let your hearts be troubled. And it, it's kind of interesting because I was looking at this. So he, in other words, don't let it happen. In other words, do we have a choice? Don't let your hearts be troubled. In actuality, when you look at the, the, the language behind these words, it's actually, it's already happening. 
It's already happening. Uh, Thayer, who is the, the Greek uh, scholar who, who, you know, is, that his whole life was, was wrapped up with being a scholar with the language, he, he writes this, he says, he says, the word not troubled, the word not it used with a present imperative, follow me here, generally it, it means where one is bidden to cease from something already begun. Cease with something from something that's already begun or repeated or continued. In other words, don't let your hearts continue to be troubled. I don't think we can stop. Unless, and, and that even doesn't work, you know, to go, I was going to say go and, and, you know, live on an island somewhere all by yourself to stop your hearts from getting troubled. I don't even think that would work. But, but people try these kinds of things. You know, join a monastery. You know, uh, you know, close yourself off from anybody and anything that might get you. We can't do that. It's not practical, is it? So these things are a are, are reality in life. And so we can't protect ourselves from all the troubling stuff of this world. But Jesus, I believe he's saying here, don't let it continue. There's, don't let it consume you. Don't let it continue to take over your life in the very heart of who you are. What is his prescription? What did Jesus say? How did he say to deal with it? What did he say? He says, believe in God. Believe in me. Trust God. And trust me. Of course, we know that he is God, the Father and the Son, the Spirit. But the antidote someone wrote, for a troubled heart is trust. The antidote. And I, and I hear this, and I think this a lot, where God is saying, will you just stop and trust me? You know, Psalm 46.10, be still and know that what? I am God. That's the thing. He wants, he wants us to stop you know, our own striving and trying to figure it all out, and trying to make it change. Stop and know and trust Him because He is God. We're not. This word, uh, I think you may have, if you have a different translation in front of you, some of them say, you trust in God, trust also in me, or you believe in God, believe also in me. But, but I think the language uh, is actually uh, both, they're both in the uh, imperative that, it's, a, it's a, something that we're being told to do. Trust, believe in God. Trust also in the Son of God. Trust in the Father. Trust in the Son. And, and, and again, the tenses are such, and I, and I love this, and I, and I get into these things, you know that. And where do I look? Blue Letter Bible. It's in the present active imperative. Present tense means it's ongoing, it's right now. Active means I'm doing something. If it was passive, it means something that's happening to me. And, and in fact, the word for being troubled is actually passive, where the things on the outside are, are changing and getting me stirred up. But, he, but for, for, the, for the words here, he's saying that he wants us to, to ongoing, be active, and this is imperative that we do this, that we trust Him. 
So if you hear anything about what I'm speaking about today and what this word is saying today is that, that he is asking us, he's, he's telling us, not just asking us, to trust him, to believe him, to believe in him. So, you say, well, it, it all sounds too simple, but, but, you know, that's why he's done it this way, because we need it to be simple. You know, if we had to go through 17 steps to get to that place, who's going to make it? I wouldn't make it. He makes it simple for, for you and I. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. Lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge Him and He will direct your paths, make your paths straight. Trust in the Lord with all your heart. We need to turn to Him. We need to believe in Him. We, we, we can't stop all the things that are happening that are troubling in this world, but what do we do then to, to quiet that troubling agitation that's stirring up in our hearts? We need to turn to Him and, and tr- put our trust in Him as God. That, see, that's what we have as believers. The world doesn't have that. Those that, who are not believers, they don't have that option. You and I as believers, we have that option. We have that open to us. To trust Him, that He, that he exists, that He's able, that He's powerful, that He is over all things, that, that, that He is God. Pastor Chuck said, the cure for the troubled heart is to believe in me. That God says, believe in me, trust fully in me. You know, he says, I, I know you don't understand, so trust. I'm in control. And for you and I to look beyond the current stress to hope for the future. You know, hope is a pretty powerful thing. I told uh, some people, I didn't mention it last week, but I was having, uh, the week before last Sunday, I was having this back issue that would just like came, came on me out of nowhere. And I was like, I was like, sure, that it was going to, you know, just consume my life for the next, you know, months at a time but somewhere along the line I I got this little ray of hope and it like turned me around it turned my way of thinking all around like I can make it I'm going to make it I have hope and so hope is very powerful so I had to have hope that that the Lord is going to do something the Lord is is in control and we can put our hope and our trust in him now in the following verses, he's going to give specific reasons for that hope. And we'll get to that as we go along, but we won't get that today. But, 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 but our God is a God of hope. In Romans chapter 15, uh, it says, Now the God of hope, may the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace as you trust in him or believe in him. That he would fill us with hope by the power of the Holy Spirit. I love that people all around the globe love this verse. How many of you know this verse and love this verse? He says, I know the plans I have for you, declares the Lord, plans to prosper you, not to harm you, plans to give you hope and a future. You know, there's always hope for for those uh, who are believers, who trust in Jesus Christ, who have given our hearts and lives over to him. God wants to give you hope. 
God wants to give me hope, and, and he does that. And, and so often, and, and, and you know what, I, 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 I am just so convinced that we need to have our Bibles open. Where are you going to hear about stuff like that? You're not going to hear about it on CNN, that's for sure. You're going to hear about it here. The Word of God is so powerful, so it speaks to our hearts. It speak, gets right into the very heart of who we are. That's why we study the Bible. That's why, we, that's why we get into it. That's why I put it on the screen. That's why I encourage you to open your Bible at home. Psalm 77. I'm going to have you turn to a couple, but I've got a few on the screen for you here. Psalm 77. The, the psalmist says this, I cried out to God with my voice. To God with my voice, and He gave ear to me. In the day of my trouble... I sought the Lord. My hand was stretched out in the night without ceasing. My soul refused to be comforted. I remembered God and was troubled. I complained and my spirit was overwhelmed. You hold my eyelids open. I am so troubled I cannot speak. Any of you ever get like that? I love the Psalms because the, the psalmist, David for most of them, he, he just lays it all out there. He's so honest and so open. And, and this is like, how many times have you felt like that? In the middle of the night, you know, you're raising your hand to God because you got, you, you're, you're so troubled, you, you need help from God. But it doesn't stop there in Psalm 77. He goes on later to say, I will remember the works of the Lord. Surely I will remember your wonders of old. I will also meditate on all your work and talk of your deeds. He, he, you know, he was going through that, but, but one of the things he realized that is part of it was to remember. That's why I had them sing that song today. Remember, you have always been faithful to me. To think back, has God ever, ever just you know, left, left you on your own, let you down? God is always faithful. And so for you and I, sometimes we need to remember and go back and think about what He's done and then also remember what He's going to do. John 14, what He's going to do, He's got a place prepared. He's, he's getting it ready for you and for me. I want you to turn back with me now. I want, we're going to look at two passages before we uh, have communion together. The first one, Psalm 42. Psalm 42. And the second one is going to be in 2 Corinthians chapter 4. So if you can turn to both of those, we're going to start in Psalm 42. And then we're going to go to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. Okay? And, and, you know, just a little what, what I think. I like putting verses up on the, on the screen for you, and, and that's helpful. But I also like you to be able to find the verses for yourself. So I like to try to mix it up a little bit. We don't have enough time for you to turn to 25 verses, but you can turn to a few, right? You need to know where the Psalms are. Psalms, Psalms is easy to find because it's like in the middle. If you just open in the middle, you're likely to find it, right? Psalm 42, look, look what uh, David, excuse me, this is uh, from the sons of Korah. Psalm 42, as the deer pants for streams of water, so my soul pants for you, O God. My soul thirsts for God, for the living God. When can I go and meet with God? 
My tears have been my food day and night, while men say to me all day long, where's your God? These things I remember as I pour out my soul, how I used to go with the multitude, leading the procession to the house of God with shouts of joy and thanksgiving among the festive throng. And this is where I want to want you to look with me. Verse 5, he says, Why are you downcast? Oh, my soul. He's speaking to himself. Why so disturbed within me? He's speaking to himself now. And I think Jesus is saying that. Don't continue to let yourself be troubled like that. And, and he has the same answer as the psalmist here. He says, put your hope in God. Not in the world, not in your flesh, not in the problems of this life. He says, for I will yet Praise Him, my Savior and my God. Put your hope in God. Turn to Him. Turn to what He has to say. He, he, repeats, he repeats the same thing in verse 11. And then in... Uh, chapter 43, he, 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 goes, he talks about the same thing again in verse Five of chapter 43. So three times this thing is repeated for you and I to put our hope in God. For I will yet praise Him, my Savior and my God. Now turn with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 4. And we're going to see here, this is not just an Old Testament psalm kind of thing, but this is a New Testament. This is, this is something that we face in life, old and new. 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 8. Paul, the apostle, is writing these words, and he says this. And, and you can see by the repetition of, of these thoughts that he was going through a pretty hard time. He says, we are hard-pressed on every side, but not crushed. Perplexed, but not in despair persecuted but not abandoned, struck down but not destroyed. In all the, all the horrible things that were going on in, in, in his life, and he says we, he doesn't say just himself, but, but it was something that we all kind of faced at different times and different ways. But, but he had a little bit of hope in each one of those situations. He had a, a little bit of positive light, a little ray of light shining. But, but what I want to point out to you is verse 10. He says, we always carry around in our body the death of Jesus so that the life of Jesus may also be revealed in our body. We always carry around in our body the death of Jesus. Where did the death of Jesus take place? At the cross. We always carry that around in us that Jesus died on the cross for us. And not only that, but he also rose from the dead. The life of Jesus may be revealed in our body as well. We, we know that there's, that there's power in the cross. That's why it's so disturbing that, you know, our last time was February 9th that we had communion together because we, we need to be reminded. That's why he said, do this often. As often as you do this, do this in remembrance of me so that we remember the cross of Jesus. That's what Paul's pointing to here as well. We're going to have communion now, but I want you to jump ahead to verse 16. 
In 2 Corinthians chapter 4, he says, Therefore, we do not lose heart. We do not lose heart. Though outwardly we are wasting away, yet inwardly we are being renewed day by day. For our light and momentary troubles are achieving for us an eternal glory that far outweighs them all. So we fix our eyes not on what is seen, but on what is unseen. For what is seen is temporary, but what is unseen is eternal. He's talking about hope there, isn't he? He's talking about looking beyond the circumstances that are causing us to be troubled, that's stealing the heart out of us. Don't lose heart. Don't let your heart be stolen away by these things. Yes, we're going through troubles. Yes, we're, you know, the things are difficult, as he said, but, but the glory that is ahead of us, the future that you and I have, it far outweighs anything that you and I are facing. It just is way greater, way bigger. It's not only that, but it's eternal. It's eternal. I found this cool quote. Michael Youssef, you've probably heard of him. He's on WARV. He said, only in the cross of Christ will we receive power when we are powerless. We will find strength when we are weak. We will experience hope when our situation is hopeless. Only in the cross is there peace for our troubled hearts. Only in the cross is there peace for, all, for our troubled hearts. We're going to pass out communion again. Uh, what we have is it's a little cup, and it has in the top of it, when you open it, it'll have... The cracker there. Yeah, see that? Thanks. And, and, and so I haven't actually opened one up yet, so it'll be exciting. And we'll see how that works. Okay? But we're going to take it around. And, and again, uh, uh, for kids, it's really up to the parents to decide whether your kids have it or not. Uh, so, but if you're... You know, if you don't feel like you can do that today, that's fine too. But I think the cross is where we need to go to for troubled hearts. I really believe that. The cross of Jesus, he died for us. He paid the price for our sin. He, he, he conquered sin. And then he conquered death. And, and, and this world is full of sin and death. And Jesus shows us the way of victory, and it's found in the cross. So we're going to have the worship team come up. We're going to have uh, uh, Patrick and Tommy are going to pass out. They're going to bring the tray, and so uh, you just need to grab one. Don't touch a bunch, okay? We're doing this. We're trying to do this the best way we can. And, and uh, then uh, hold on to it, okay? And we'll do that together, okay? So... Uh, the worship team's going to uh, lead us in worship, uh, and then we will partake together.